Welcome to Finally Podcasting with your host, Blaze. I'm good. I'm alive. I'm well. Thank you. Mm. So, today I want to dig into this topic of conversation because as an artist myself, someone who cares about sound and just naturally me being someone who's into the arts, I really think I do start to become aggravated with like how music is being spent these days. As someone who's from the 90s, you know, I'm starting to really enjoy 90s music a lot more than I'm enjoying today's music. And I actually think this season, I have a a, a fair assess. I'm going to be doing an episode where I actually review the songs of today and actually give it a fair review of what I think about it. I, I already started, but I wanted to see if um, I could give a fair review and, you know, say what's the thing. What is the stuff that did work for the new music of this millennia? Or uh, this, you know, this this year, last year, whatever. All the music, you understand what I'm saying. But like the music, the top 40, whatever is the top 40, whatever is the popular music and mainstream music now, I'm going to be doing a review on it. Like I'm actually going to be listening to it the whole way through, whether it be hip hop or R&B and giving it a fair assessment of what do I like about it? What do I don't like about it? So that I don't go around and say and just complain that this music is just whack juice and it's corny and it's this, that, and third and a whole bunch of wah-wah. I really want to make sure that I give it a fair chance. I give it a fair play. And um, with the artists that I look at or the catalog or the DJs or whatever it is, that, and third, yeah, I'm going to do a fair assessment just so I could say what works and what don't work. So... I wanted to get into this conversation about <clears throat> it's like to me does everybody want to do music these days or is it just attention? <sighs> Let's be honest guys. If you know me this long personally besides this podcast, you know that I love music. You know that I might be backed upon certain projects that I want to put out. You also know that I used to rap back in the early 2010s. Okay? Y'all know that. And anyone who knows me really personally knows what my first song was from high school and who it was talking about. Okay? Y'all know who I'm. You, If you really, really know me like that, if you know me since day one, and I'm talking about since even since high school, then you know that there was a song that I put out that was like really hitting home, but I, I smashed that mug, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, like for me, it's just like I take music very seriously. Like I'm actually trying to actually learn music theory and study, you know, training myself to be a musician because I ultimately I actually do want to be a musician. That's no lie. Uh, there's certain instruments that I actually want to buy or I'm in the process of buying or saving up for that I actually really want to learn and sit down and, you know, learn the notes and stuff like that, taking music theory and understanding how people play and being a self-taught musician. That is my goal. And, um, you know, I, I actually got more of an inspiration for it before I get into this this topic of conversation. I actually got into it from two things. Now, it was this poetry group I remember uh, remember seeing on a Bronx Bound 2 train one day 
and it was it's this box instrument. I don't know how to describe it. You can sit on it, and usually they do sit on it. All you do is like really use your palms, you use your hand to like you know just bang on it. It's like a type of drum. I don't know what it's really called, but it's some type of drum. And I remember these brothers was just you know doing their performance on a train, and they were doing poetry. But while you know one dude is doing the poetry, the the other guy is playing the hand drum. So, you know, that's one instrument I was like, interesting. It's a basic instrument. You know, it's not like you just bang on it. But, you know, of course, it's that idea of like, you know, you're doing something where you're trying to be rhythmic. And, you know, music, I believe, also is a spiritual entity. And, um, you know, with that being a spiritual entity, a lot of people can understand how music could be used for the good or music could be used for the bad. Music always has a message, but, you know... People have to pay attention to the content, just like you would pay attention to the content as much as everything else. So that and I remember that I was biking one day. I was biking. I was on a city bike actually coming home from work. And um, this is this past this past summer. Actually, I saw it. And it was this guy, this older gentleman that was like on what was it? Riverside Park. The riverside, the little path that's next to the Hudson River, whatever it is, right? So it was this this dude that was just looking at his uh, his notebook, this music note. He was it was sitting on one of those things that holds the notes out, the notebook, um, the music notebook, and he was playing a clarinet. And I remember vividly just listening to uh, this group from the '90s called uh, Citizen Kane, and I was listening to this song called. Um, Backstreet Religion, and that is like my favorite song. I think uh, one of my favorite songs. But I was listening to that because it was just reflective, of like how I was riding my bike, like riding in the sun, and it was just a pleasing moment for me. I, like everything was setting, like the sun was setting, and then just everything just made sense how I did it. I'm talking too much for like five minutes. I'm trying to get to the point. But the clarinet and a hand drum. Is what gave into my idea that I really do want to become a musician with the instruments that I choose to play, and then other things, of course, because I'm I'm a visionary, and you know I like looking at things. So, this is the thing. I think I have a real big problem with this generation because it just seems as if people are getting famous for not really even saying anything on a track. And yes, I'm gearing this more to hip hop and R and B because. It, it It's one of those sort of things that I care about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I care about music. And I'm not saying everything needs to be Mr. Hotepi, Hotepi. We have to, you know, make music to, you know, spread a message and be like, yes, brother and sister. Like, I'm not one of those political ones. I like a little bit of a little ratchetness in my music and dudes talking about some nonsense. But it, it it's it when it becomes oversaturated, that's when I have a problem. Because... I'm usually geared towards the bars. I'm geared towards like, you know, what are you saying in your song? You know what I'm saying? If you're rapping nonsense about how you killed this, that, and the third, it it doesn't do anything for me. If you're talking about you just got your dick sucked in a car, it doesn't do nothing for me. Like, I feel like if you listen to the content of a lot of these songs, especially on the women's side, talking about, oh, he ate my box and this, that, and the third, my pussy this and my pussy that. When you hear the music, man. When you hear all this stuff that they're saying in these songs, it just goes back to this idea of being on some elementary school shit. And I'm just being real with you. You know, even when dudes is talking about how much money they get, I'm just like, well, what rich man says that? 
Now, don't get me wrong. There are arrogant pricks that have to brag about having money. And look, listen, if you make achievements, you make achievements. I ain't knocking someone who's rich because you did what you have to do to get there. And I'm going to get there one day. Um, I'm rich in the mind, but I will be rich one day. I will have that white picket fence. And matter of fact, because I'm a brown skin man, we can have a brown picket fence. You feel me? <laughs> Just playing with you. But um, my thing about it is when you listen to the content of these songs, they don't hold no weight because it's not like they're really saying anything. You know, I would have more reason to say, OK, OK, if they were actually saying something. And it's not like they're really saying anything. I, I don't understand. Like, yes, I understand it's programming, right? Because I understand that they're doing this for the idea of controlling what they want people to hear so that they could take that in their everyday life. So you have people bumping around in a Ferrari or these cars or their regular ass car and they're, what are they doing? They're they're like, they're like relating all of the stuff in the song to their real life, right? And I don't like it. And there's something else that I don't like, but like on the hip hop side, I'm just like, eh, I don't like it. And the reason why the 90s is so crucial to me and why I think it's a good thing is because in the United States, it was concentrated. So you could tell the difference between somebody who was from the West Coast versus somebody who was from the East Coast. Atlanta dudes had their own style. Then Houston dudes had their own style. Then then people from Mississippi, uh, uh, Tennessee... And all this other stuff, they had their own style. Florida had their own style. Like, that was what made the 90s work with music. Even Toronto dudes and dudes from Canada had their own style. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't know how Grom was in the UK in the 90s, but I'm pretty sure in the 90s, they had their own style. You know what I'm saying? So it, it really nags at me that, you know, when it comes to music or especially music in the quote-unquote black culture... And, and oh, let me not forget like reggae. Reggae was so still eccentric in hip hop music, right? But it nags at me that you know the music back then, everything there, like you know, that's what made it eccentric. And of course, you had people who was trying to be like other people. You know, mainly a lot of rappers was trying to be like New York rappers. They were, you know what I'm saying? People were trying to emulate the way that that they spoke on songs. You know, they they would even try to take um, Guru's, sample Guru's um, voice a lot and put it in their songs. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like music today, what they're trying to make it is into one unison thing. Now, they'll put out the backpack rap and the boom bap every once in a while to appease to those who feel like music game is over. You know what I'm saying? That it's whack. And what really nags at my, my soul is that there's no effort. You know, it's kind of like when I was growing up in high school, like dudes was just happy you had a Mac and a garage band. You know what I'm saying? Dudes was just happy to be like, oh, well, we could just chop up a beat that's already made and then do our own little rendition, our remix to it, and then put it out on SoundCloud and um, put it out on SoundCloud, put it out on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, the whole thing is different nowadays, but it's like there's no effort. I, it's like the same thing that these, these dudes could rap about in the studio. I could rap at home right now. And there, where's the soul in it is my point. To me, I'm, I'm, very, I'm a very spiritual man. So, yes, I have to take into account not everybody thinks like me, right? 
and that people don't think the way that I do. But even with today's artists, there's still artists that right now I can say, hey, I could actually listen to that song and I have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can actually listen to this new stuff and not feel like I have to refer back to the 90s all the time. And, you know, another thing that I want to touch on is that not only are you getting these rappers, whether they're male or female, you're getting these dudes from Vine. Like that's that's these dudes from Vine, these dudes from like YouTube, right? And then getting these cats that's from TV shows who you never would have expected rap, rap. And it's like, no, you're a comedian. You're an IG comedian. Why the fuck did you pick up the mic? Go sit your dumb ass down and think about your life. And that's why I say when it comes to rap, it becomes oversaturated because people don't fucking try. You know what I'm saying? And it's like every mumble rapper of this period should give me at least one song where you actually is giving me bars. Not about no bullshit. Not about vanity. Not about how much you made and this, that, and the third. Like, give me a song where you're actually dropping bars. And I think that a lot of dudes just can't do it. And they're, they're trying to put in all these remixes and all these like different elements of different genres into the music. But I said there was a standard here. You know, there's too much party music, but there's no music music. You know what I'm saying? And that bugs me about hip hop because now it's just like I don't understand exactly what y'all trying to reach for. Right. And then you also take into the fact of matter. It's the, 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 um, the standard of beats. Everything is mainly 808s, a kick and a snare. But the kick and the snare is the claps. You know what I'm saying? And when you really break it down, you know, that's really what it's all about. And, you know, they call themselves rappers, but then it's just like, how could you be a rapper, but you're singing? Like, you're seeing rapping. You know what I mean? And that's why it has to be differentiated in between what is singing and what is rap rapping. Because now you're associating singers with rappers and rappers just being rappers. And my thing about it is you have to categorize it in the right way so that I understand who's who. Because a lot of these dudes are sing rapping nowadays. And these women, they sound more masculine when they rap. You know, it's like talk about your pussy, but nothing special about your pussy. Because what makes you, what makes your pussy special is that you don't got to talk about the value it has. What you have to do is be in a relationship with a man and let him see how good that pussy is. And it's like the, the, the gratification of being a hoe with a lot of these female rappers. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Every man wants to fuck. Every man wants to have sex. But what is it What is it doing? You know what I'm saying? What is it doing? So I'm going to move on to R&B. Now with R&B, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people might think that I'm moving on to being a misogynist a little bit later. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it now. But with R&B... On the male side, I think the men that is, that's popular for doing R&B, what I like about them is there's still that element of the pretty boy, hey, look, listen, I don't mean to hurt you type of framework that they do and what they work off of. Like two of my favorite artists is Brent Fayez and, uh, well, he used to be, I, st- I still am holding him to that album he did in 2015. Uh, Bryson Tiller, those those 
right now are my favorite artists, even though I haven't listened to Brent Tiller, Bryson Tiller's new album. Uh, you know, and and the reason why uh, I say they're my two favorite artists is because Brent Fayez adds that vocal. He really tries his hardest with those vocals, and it works. Like he adds an element, and then sometimes the songs don't even need to be the trap songs. You know what I'm saying? And it's still very reminiscent of the 2000s R&B. And I would loosely throw Tyler the Creator in it, even though he's still a rapper, because he tries also, right? And the thing about it with him is, is that he adds in that whole funky vibe into it, and he's still giving a new direction into his singing abilities, right? Even though he doesn't... I, I think he's one of those bad singers that sound good. That's what I like about Tyler. He's one of those bad singers that just sound good. And he he knows that, but he's able to get away with it because it still sounds good. And... There was another artist I was going to mention. I like um, Thundercat. Thundercat is a great artist because he still incorporates that funky 70s like style into music. You know what I'm saying? But it's still retro to today's music. And it's still that hip-hop filled, electronic type of like filled into it. And the reason I like Bryson Tiller and why I'm so mad at Bryson Tiller is because he could have done something... With that Trap Soul era. Like, I really hold him to it because he could have done something with that. And I was discussing that with my friend the other day. I was saying that, you know, Bryson Tiller ruined it. Because it's like he tried to... He he made a market and a trademark off of that. He could have made... He could have been the founder of a new subgenre of R&B. But instead, I mean, maybe his personal life had started to come to shambles. Something might have happened where, you know, he was getting very uncomfortable. And we didn't hear from him until like maybe two to three years later or, you know, the year late. Yeah, a couple of years later, he came out with True to Self. Then he came back with a song that actually hit, which was called Canceled. But then then he comes out with another album and people are saying, yo, where's that trap soul feel? Where is it? Because it, it really was something he could have done and... He could have set that standard for that subgenre. It could have been a trap soul era starting in 2015 all the way till now, right? And it's just like how The Weeknd did it. The Weeknd came in with some type of different approach to R&B. We still knew it was The Weeknd. The Weeknd was being demonic and disrespectful as hell, but he was singing about it in a passionate way. And he still was able to lead some type of little subgenre that was a fad for a couple of years on strong, which also included people like Frank Ocean, into a different variety of, of R&B that starts to get a type of subgenre. I can't really say, but it was, on, uh, it was an, an, uh, an alternative R&B. And I feel like with men... Men of the R&B, they, could, they really have the power to change the game. And I think the only person who's really holding it down is Brent Fayez, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe I need to listen to some more R&B artists. But, you know, too many times it's like, you know, another artist that I know, it's just that he sounds a little bit cheesy when it comes to R&B. I, don't, I forgot his name, but, you know, R&B on the men's side, it's like a lot of them are ambitious on creating something new.
So it's not like we're getting the same old, same old R&B, you know what I'm saying, all the time. We're not. We're, we're getting something with some of these artists that's coming out. And I just really wish that some of them would realize their potential and, you know, really because once you have that that fire, that energy, you got to keep it or you'll just go cold. And it's sad because one of my favorite R&B artists went cold. And. Yeah, I'm going to try to find a way of listening to some more R&B artists and figure it out and see, you know, what what are they offering to the table when it comes to what they're talking about. Moving on to the female R&B artists, um, I'm going to say this. I don't got a problem with people single and expressing what's on their mind, right? I know R&B artists right now that have a type of way where they're singing about something and it works, right? Um, shout outs to one of my homies that's on a podcast with me on another podcast. I'm waiting for her to drop some music because I just knew one day I was listening to her and I was just like, the way that she sings on a song, like the beat and everything just matched her style. And I was like, you gotta, you gotta use that beat. I don't care if you need a chorus or a hook, if you need help with writing, Hey, maybe I'm a, I mean, I, <laughs> I took classes. So I probably, I'm pretty much sure how to get you to know your know your know your music or like how to do the song but the beat and the voice it just matched and I'm waiting for her to like to do a song like that um the problem I have with a lot of female R&B artists is like for instance there is somebody who's mainstream right now and I don't I don't like her music because the pitch of her voice just sounds like whatever and I just don't think she can sing I, I really don't think this lady can sing. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't think she can sing. And honestly, I don't view her as having a good sex appeal. I just don't think that she's crazy attractive. You know what I'm saying? And you understand that when it comes to women, that y'all are based off y'all beauty. That's why y'all able to say, uh, that's why y'all able to sell the way y'all sell. Now, I'll tell you this. A woman that really, really struck my chords, like struck me. As a very good R&B artist, Ari Lennox. Love Ari Lennox. I like her music. I like the way she sings things. Like, it sounds very soulful and from the South. You know what I'm saying? I think she's from D.C., but Ari Lennox gives me what I need. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it feels good. It feels good hearing from Ari Lennox. Like, I really do like her music. You know, the only thing I was saying is... Well, Ari Lennox that got to me is just like, I don't want to hear about personal stuff. You know what I'm saying? You getting mad because somebody called you with something and they was teasing you on your nose. Now it's black, blame black men train. I, I don't want to hear that. Like, stick to being pretty. Stick to being attractive. Yes, there are certain brothers out there that don't think you're attractive. It is what it is. But I think you're attractive, right? Um, Ari Lennox is one of those women that give it to me. And I just really like how it's centered. Another artist to me that I like is um, her, H-E-R, the, the the woman that's like half so-called black, half Filipino. I like her because she's very, very on time with the vocals. Like she really is giving it to you in a soulful way. You understand? And it's very slow. It's sensual. You know what I'm saying? And I really like the sensual essence of what she's bringing with her music. And for me, it's like... Other R&B artists that I listen to, they usually sound the same. Like, I'm really trying to listen verbatim. Like, hey, look, listen, this is 
the music that I like. You know what I'm saying? Now there's a couple of artists, artists like um, not Georgia Smith is uh, this artist named I am DDB from London, and I liked her music because she mixed in uh, what is it, Garage, Garage that's from the UK, whatever it's called, and then she still gets down with the London version of R&B, whatever it is, right? But um. With R&B singers on the female side, there's a cadence that's similar. There's a vocal range that's similar. So for me, when I listen to the music, I'm really listening to it. I'm like, I don't see a difference in what these singers are doing. You know what I'm saying? They sound the same. And I mean American R&B music with with, with uh, female artists. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, that's why I'm saying it's only a couple that I could take out and I'd be like, oh, this this song is good. I like this artist because they stand out. And I just feel like there are just a good amount of R&B artists that are female and they don't sound different. They usually sound the same. With the exception of a couple of artists that I name and a, a couple of artists that I see. But, you know, I'm sorry, back in the 2000s, back in the 90s, Things that work was girl bands. You had Brownstone, 702, uh, SWV. You know, you had those artists out there, even when it came to solos. Oh, Destiny Child, Destiny's Child, before Beyonce went and did her solo career. You had female bands, R&B bands, right? Artists of the 90s that was solo. Solo, Aaliyah, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott was a combination of rap and singing, right? You had Tony Braxton. You had artists that were just doing different things, right? Oh, also another artist that I want to mention of today that was really good to me was Abra. A-B-R-A. Abra was a good is a good artist too. But um the dope things about these, the, the thing about it is, is that it's differences, okay? Like, you know you was getting your Tony Braxton versus getting your Aaliyah, okay? You was getting those different ranges of artists that was doing something. But today's artistry, if it's one female artist, and I'm not saying all, but if it's one female artist, then it's another female artist that sounds just like her. Similar vocal cords, similar content. And it's not really appealing, okay? It's not really appealing. And I also look on Instagram constantly because I'm always looking at people who's dropping music. It'll literally say on my feed, look at the Instagram profile. And I'll look at it and I'll be like, try to give you a chance, but it's not a lot of y'all that's trying to be different. You know what I'm saying? And it's, no, don't believe me. There's there's some that I actually will take the time and listen to. There was a woman that actually did a compilation, no, not a compilation. She did, how do I say it? She did a cover to Erica Badu's song on the Mob Deep beat. I forgot which beat it was. Oh, Give Up the Goods. She did an Erica Badu cover on Give Up the Goods Mob Deep song. That was lit. The way she sung it, the way that it was it was carried out, I was really feeling that. And yes, I'll give it more leeway because it was a 90s beat, but that's called being different, damn it. That's what's called being different. And all I'm saying is maybe I can't stop 
how it's going to be for music, right? And especially because we're digging around with something like, you know, all these different things that's coming in and back to rap that, you know, you're starting to get the drill sound. And with this drill, you know, they're saying Chicago, then New York, a.k.a. Brooklyn drill, and then UK. I don't like the unison of genres. I like my subgenres. I like my different little branches of knowing, hey, look, listen, this is trap. This is not trap. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're not really getting that. It's like you're getting the mainstream music and then the underground music is the backpack, which a lot of people will try to say it's reminiscent of the 90s. Like, no, that's what rap should be. Hip hop is the fuckery, but rap is that real raw, rap raw. We're giving you that. And it's like a lot of people don't realize we still want that. I don't mind the trap music, right? I don't mind the trap beats because I, that's a, that's a something I could get into about beats, right? I, I love beats, right? I don't think I have a problem with drill because there's certain people that can do drill the way that I want to. And I understand the way that I think I'm more sensitive when it comes to how people do music because I don't like the fuckery. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're rapping about the same things, I don't care. You know, like, I don't want to listen to you. And with drill, the sweet spot with drill is that, you know, they have the power to do something about, because a lot of people didn't know about um, grime before a certain period. They didn't know about grime until maybe at least 2017, 2018. They didn't really know about grime like that, because even Chicago Drill, their beats wasn't like that. Chief Keef was not rapping on beats like that back in 2012. Now, when it comes to drill, they're dead ass doing it. How like how it sounds in the UK, and I was listening to I was listening to grime back in 2014. I was listening to I was I was listening to grime before I even got hot. So my whole thing about it is I'm a very biased person when it comes to music. <laughs> okay, I just think that there's there's lack of creativity when it comes to a lot of these artists. A lot of them will swear up and down. That, yo, I'm doing music because this is really what I want to do. But it's just like, your content doesn't say so. What are, what makes you different from the next artist I'm about to hear on a song? Because you're not saying nothing. And if you're talking about violence and talking about drugs and how many bitches you fuck, it, it, it's not doing anything for my ears. Okay? Vanity, how much clothes you wear. And, and that's another thing. I don't like that whole bragging about clothes and shit. It's not a good look. It's just whack. It's corny. And with R&B, you know, you have the artists out there that have the same vocal cords. And it's just like you're giving a lot of praise and a lot of time to these artists that can't sing. They can't sing. I don't even understand how in the hell they're being able to be prompted to be music artists. They're garbage. They can't sing. And I know I'm not the best singer at all, but I know my place. Like, I'll know when to just be like, okay, this is how you sing it. This is how you don't sing it. That's what I'm saying. So, otherwise than that, hear me out. And I'll make a follow-up episode to this, which will actually be me reviewing these songs that's out now and that is popular. I'm going to sit down and take notes and actually give a full analysis to the music that's out today. And hey, you know what? Screw it. I may even throw my beats in so that you guys can just listen and hear where I'm coming from as they play. You know what I'm saying? So on that note, it's all good. Thank you for listening. Peace. And hair grease.